should GBS leaders be entrepreneurs? Should you go external and offer your services to others? This question sounds for a GBS CEO is a romantic question because it sounds like an adventure. If GBS does not go external, what is the future end state? To stay internally would mean you need to help your business to be more competitive, be more agile, and be more flexible if you remain in the area of back offices of the typical GBS commodity, you will not survive longer. Welcome to GBS Masterminds Podcast Season 4. I'm Sashi Narahari, host. Our topic for Season 4 is should GBS be in-house to service its parent organization? Or should GBS sell for profit its services to others? So today, uh, our guest is Turan. I'll let Turan introduce uh, himself. Nice meeting you, Sashi. My name is Turan Shahin. I'm based in Munich, and I'm the CEO of Allianz Services, a captive GBS provider for the entire Allianz Group worldwide in the area of insurance operations and in the area of typical business process outsourcing topics. Tell us a little bit about the scale of your GBS organization, ballpark, how many people do you have? Yes, uh, our organization um, has uh, staff around 7,000 people across the globe. Uh, plus, um, we are an organization creating significant impact uh, to the profit of our parent company, the Alliance Group. And um, we are in many areas, uh, the transformation engine for the group in many areas, a productivity vehicle, in many areas as well, helping to close the talent scarcity gap, which we face in many markets. Awesome, 7,000 is a fairly large GBS and seems like very mature and multifunctional. So I'm gonna jump in with some, some interesting questions for you to run. So the first one is kind of like a yes, no question. Should GBS leaders be entrepreneurs? In essence, what I mean by that is in, in addition to serving your own company in a captive model, should you go external and offer your services to others? Uh, maybe insurance companies in your industry or other industries, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, thanks, Sashi. This question sounds for a GBS CEO is a romantic question because it sounds like an adventure, but I, I can share from my perspective following aspects. First of all, regardless you serve external or internal customers, you need to be always an entrepreneur. So. The one underlying message is if you work with mandate, you should stay internally or you work regardless internal, external, you need to work under market condition. What I mean by that. So your partners to choose you based on quality, price, customer experience and in your competences. So that would be my first precondition. If you want to go outside, you need to be better than the ones outside on the market to survive. At the same time, internally, you need to have as well the capability to compete with external providers on your internal market while RFPs. The answer is not black and white, is grayish. My advice to ones who wants to go externally, first of all, if you look to the external providers, most of them has a significant size and mainly above 100,000 plus employees. So you need to think, mm -hmm. are you able to beat against the scale effect? First thing. Mm -hmm. Secondly, if you see the financial power, the technology power of externals, that will be a challenging area where as in captive, you will not have the financial muscles 
and you would have not the budget to invest in the latest technology in a certain amount. So therefore, when you start externally, think twice. And secondly, maybe uh, that could be option for many GBSC that to think about partnering with the external provider. Mm -hmm. Do not forget, you don't have a sales force internally. Yeah. And when you go externally, then you need as well to, play, to build up a sales force uh, going around and selling the service. Very good point. A follow-up question to that, Turan, is if GBS does not go external, what is the future end state? So what I mean by that is if we, with time, if you're only internally focused, you might hit a uh, like an asymptotic curve or a upper bound, right? Like, and the value that you create will diminish. Versus like if you think of a company, company is a limitless growth. You drive more revenue, you drive more profit kind of stuff. But I'm just curious, given that you're already mature at 7,000, how much more if you're internally focused, what do you think is the end state? Staying internally. From my perspective, if you think why companies felt they need a GBS in-house, because in, in many areas, they could not find the skill set. In many areas, the footprint didn't fit to the footprint of externals. And some days you think, let's our employees serving our customers. When they pick up the phone, they say, I'm an Alliance employee, the Alliance customer, I cannot serve you. And last but not least, when you want to harmonize, you want to standardize, GBS can become a very important vehicle to drive that. So, and now coming to the question, to stay internally would mean you need to help your business to be more competitive, be more agile, and be more flexible when it comes to the environmental changes around you. If you look, all industries are in the middle of transfer transformation. You can take the insurance industry, you can take the car manufacturer, everybody's in the middle of transformation. On top of that, recently we have the geopolitical tensions, we have talent yeah, scarcity, yeah. we have inflation, and we have a huge disruption from technology, especially from Gen AI. So if you put all these topics together, from my perspective, a GBS is the right place to go to drive this transformation, these changes, and these challenges from the market. And therefore, you need, as a GBS, focus how you can become really the transformation engine, the execution engine, as well the one being the leading edge when it comes to technology, and as well to the people. Got it. So I know in your case, you did bring it to a good amount of scale. And for that, you ended up being multifunction beyond the classic finance and accounting kind of functions. How did you go about doing that? How did you go about convincing sales and support and claims? Yeah. So many functions we got to go get to these business stakeholders. Not only you had to convince them to go to GBS, but you're probably also competing with third parties, which have higher scale, as you said, like 100,000 plus employees. So if you remain in the area of back offices of the typical GBS commodities such as financial business services, take purchase to pay. In this area, as an internal GBS, you will not survive longer. Either the technology will replace it or other providers can do it much better on a better scale than you do it. That's the reason for me was clear. On a longer run, if you want to be a sustainable, successful GBS and create big impact for your business, you need to focus in the core value chain of your parent company. If you look to the insurance value chain, you start with approaching the customer, with pricing, underwriting, with sales, with policy administration, with claims handling, but then as well interacting with our customer 
at the last mile of your service. And therefore, it's very, very important you start to look what are the key areas in your industry, in your parent company, you can contribute really an additional benefit beyond labor arbitrage. The major argument is really to do things in a best manner for the best price, for the best quality. And between us, all the simple tasks should be automated. And this is the future. Got it. Next question to it is on talent. Uh, so if GVS is, let's say, internal and you're trying to scale up, how do you attract the best talent? Because you're competing with two things, right? One is the third parties, which are at scale. Think of them as the Accentures and the gen packs of the world. And then also a lot of talent, especially with young gen, they want to go to a specific department like marketing, sales, like that. They don't kind of fully understand the concept of GBS. This question is a fundamental question for a GBS leader. Because uh, if you as well look to the GBS industry, uh, you cannot compete via technology. Everybody has the same technology, has the same access. So the entry barrier is very low. The only area where you can compete, it comes with the humans, with your people, with your staff. And I'm a true believer, the way how you take care of your employees is the way your employees will take care of your customer. So you need to invest a lot in your people if you want to make your customer happy. And why customers are happy? First of all, they need to trust you. And trust comes, you have to get things done. You need to be competent. You need to be agile. You need to be responsive. To get this kind of skill set, you need to invest in your people. And that's the reason for me uh, to give you some ingredients. First of all, we got in all our location the Great Place to Work Award. I want my people, when they come to the office, they really feel like at home, they're comfortable, and they get everything what they need to do to perform their job. That's the one thing. The second area is the caring culture. Yeah, Here, it's very, very important, especially in the moment of truth, you take care of your employee. Just to give you a, a very simple example, when we had the pandemic, until uh, the government launched the vaccine, I, what I did, we tried to organize much earlier than the government the vaccine. And the question from my colleagues, especially in India, came, Yaturan, I'm getting the vaccination, but what about my parents, my grandparents? We are living under one roof. You know what? I immediately said, everybody who's under this one roof, all of them will get vaccinated by the company and we, we take care of your cost. That's the one element. Second element, it was as well developed during the pandemic, the well-being of our employees. So really, we installed a health app where people can, uh, they have telephone numbers where they can call, uh, get support. And we are as well investing longer in our employees. So I mean, really, we take care of their health insurance, life insurance, whatever they need to insure. As an insurance company, they should benefit being part of an insurance company. And this is fundamental that we help our people. Yeah. Good advice. It sounds like ultimately it boils down to the culture you create and how do you differentiate what with others so employees want to be part of your organization versus third party or a regular department like finance or sales, right? I mean, uh, so I should share one KPI with you. Every year we are asking our employees about their motivation, their engagement, and as well giving us feedback what we can improve. And the biggest engagement driver is the customer obsession in our organization, which scored by 98%. Yeah? And, and this is very, very important. 
And I can tell you, even as a GBS, we have sometimes one of the best, one of our, our engagement score is the highest one compared to other entities as we are always above the benchmark. So engagement matters. And that's the reason investing in talent matters. And another last um, KPI, our accretion rate is half of the market benchmark in the respective markets. Got it. All right. To close off, last question, probably the most important. So what is your advice to GBS leaders to continue to stay focused on internal, continue to deliver value, uh, create a positive delta? I know you have to win business by even doing RFPs internally. You don't just get yeah. business handed to you. So give us some examples of how you are able to go to your stakeholders, sell your services, and get to 7,000. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I would cluster your question in two dimensions. One is the what and the other one is the how. On the what, what I mean that you need to have the technical excellence to deliver, to get the job done. I think here you need to prove you have done it. That's on the what area. The second area is the, on the how area. You need to become a trusted partner. Yeah, And trusted partner means you really deliver on spot. You have smiley faces, you have engaged employees, yeah, and you spread positive mood into the organization. So when, uh, and you mentioned the RFPs, clearly I don't like to join RFPs to do the entire work. It's a painful process, but you need to respect the rule of the business. It's like a sport game. Sometimes you will win, sometimes you will lose, and you need as well to give external the chance to as well contribute. Uh, to your organization. I, I truly believe uh, you need to combine external knowledge with internal knowledge in a way that is beneficial for the entire business. If you work with a GBS provider or with an it feels like, you know, you're lying when you enter the operation room, you're lying on the bed and all the doctors have a mask. And the only thing you hope you will survive these operations and you will wake up and and especially the ones who doesn't have an experience with GBS activities. And in such a case, you make your patient in a way comfortable that he trusts you that you will do the right thing. You will take care of him while he's sleeping. And will when he will come back, he will be a better person. Wow, I love the analogy, Turin. I'm going to steal this idea from you. Why I'm bringing this analogy, you trust your body to someone else. And this is as well in the GBS, and you trust your process someone else. And you don't know if they can do it better, cheaper, faster. So somewhere is this uncertainty at the beginning of the relationship. Turan, we're going to close on that note. Thank you so much. Be a GBS leader who's a doctor where the patient feels really, really at home. This is the takeaway. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you.